Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Welcome to episode 144 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is print books, why you should do them or don't ignore them. You know, they're both the same thing really, aren't they? Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the pretty imprint, T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B. How are you today? Kudos on that one. That one got a full lot chuckle for me. Thank well you. done. Thanks. Well done. Thank you. And I was just going to complain that you didn't say it was episode 122 because I love the way you say 22. But then with that, you saved it. And wow, I'm still smiling over that one. Good job. Thanks. All right. So what's going on with me? Well, I'm getting ready to publish the proposal. And like I've mentioned in the last episode, I'm really fucking nervous about this one. I think I'm more nervous about this one than I was when I published my first book. And it's all because Amazon's been doing some weird shit right now. So because they killed my last release, and if they kill this release, then I may have to ditch the full-time and go back to work. Yeah, we're back, we're back to last week's topic, so yeah, that's the other thing that we didn't mention. If Amazon keeps screwing up your releases, yeah. So, I have to admit, I'm really nervous on this one. I'm not sure how to handle the nerves. I might need to have to call several friends while I'm uploading this one to, hit me, to tell me to hit that publish button. So yeah, I'm a bit, uh, I'm a bundle of nerves these days, bundle of nerves. I'm like, how is Amazon going to fuck it up? Because they really have done some weird stuff on the back end. It is a valid concern, I would say, because there's been a lot of uh, books affected. But um, I don't, I guess all you can do is cross your fingers and hope that um, they've worked out the kink in their system. That's funny that you said kink, because my next thing in health news, I finally went for my first massage since... I stopped going, what was it, in 2020? Mm. A couple of weeks ago, I've always had bad back. I've always had a bad back, and I've always had problems with my shoulder, which has only been exacerbated by, I don't think I said that word right, but anyways, um, by this job by working on a laptop. And so I messed it up really bad a couple of weeks ago, and I could barely move. Like, I was at the point where, like, in order to turn around, I had to, like, do a full body turn. I could, I, I had no movement or anything, so... I called a friend who is uh, nearby and asked if uh, they could recommend a massage therapist and I was able to get in and while the actual appointment was not fun <laughs> I can move again and I have a, an appointment for later this week and I'm, I think I'm gonna have to go quite a bit over the next couple months to work out whatever it is I've done again it is nice to be able to move again but it was a couple a couple of weeks of a lot of excruciating pain do you ever get it like where you've done something to your back and like even the slightest movement causes that spasm of pain. Yeah, I haven't had too bad back things, but occasionally I do get it, lower back things. And it's always to do with your legs. It's never to do with your back. So it's always like... Um, yeah, there know. was a lot of work on my thigh and butt. And I'm like, but it's mm. my back. I yeah. understand. So I'm really shy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it's always that. I think I, I think I did actually work out one of the ones because I had lower back pain like um, last year or the year before. I mean, it's a, like a recurring thing really, but it's always then you have to do Pilates and stretch out your your bum and your legs. 
Yes, I've been doing more stretching as well because that was something that, like, I was doing really well until the holidays hit, and then I got out of whack with all the holiday stuff, and then my back was like, hey, remember me? Get back to the routine. So uh, back to the routine of exercising and stretching, and now I have a massage therapist who I like because the one previously I wasn't too big on, but it was convenient. So yeah, so that's another thing you have to take into effect or into account with this job. You have to take care of the body. True. <laughs> because when it hurts, it really fucking hurts, and it makes it very hard to write happily ever afters when you're just like dying in pain. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe that's just me. <laughs> Never one to be over dramatic. <laughs> no, I don't know any romance authors who are dramatic. Do you? No, <laughs> not a one. So, in writing news, now that I've worked out the kink in my back, uh, Miranda and I, Miranda McLeod and I, are still chugging along on the Kindle Bella series. We've reached, we're past the halfway point of the first season, so that's exciting. And we are uh, working on the ranch book, and now. Every time I say the ranch book, I have to stop myself because I want to say the raunchy book, which is a word I don't use. I'm not even sure what it means. I think it's bad things, depending on your viewpoint, but I have to. (laughs) Do you think it's bad things? Are are you from the deep south? (laughs) Are you real religious? I think raunch is a word that, you know, should be a little bit more uh, in common parlance myself. A bit raunchy. Can you squeeze in moist and raunchy in the same sentence? Because I, th- I think that would be our best-selling book right there. I think it could be, yeah. A raunchy, raunchy is something my mum would say, you know. Is it a bit raunchy, your book? <laughs> Does she actually say that? Um, I think she probably has. Oh, that's funny. Probably not for you. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to picture that. But, yeah, so... So yeah, so those are the things that are going on here. I'm, I'm terrified to release my next release because I'm scared Amazon's going to kill it like they did the last one. And I can't, I, I, I can't stop myself for saying I'm, I'm writing a raunchy book. Well, I don't think that that, uh, you know, obviously the first one is a little bit trepidatious, but are you writing a raunchy book? I would say go ahead and write a raunchy ranch book. Can you call I'll, it? I'll try, people. Can you call it that or can you give the tagline? A romp on a raunchy ranch. That is like a tongue twister. Mm, Maybe we could get like videos of readers trying to say it. But I did, I did notice I forgot a key point in my introduction here because I have to yell at you about something. Oh, okay, good. Do you remember my? Um, I'm supposed to be a pretty princess. Um. Yes. So, and then do you remember when I told you about that and you said, "Are you going to wear a tutu?" Right. Did I? Okay. Yep. Yeah, you asked if I, for my pretty princess moment, if I was going to wear a tutu, and I thought it was funny, and so I related it to Miranda McLeod, who got me into the whole pretty princess Mm. mess in the first place, Mm. and I was like, oh, Claire thinks I should wear a tutu when I do that, and she was like, a little light bulb went over her head, and she was like, we should definitely do that, and I was like, I don't own a tutu. Did you know Miranda at one point used to um, make costumes for movies and theater? Mm, I did not. I did, but forgot this fact. She's making me a bloody tutu, and it's all your fault. <laughs> I, I couldn't love Miranda more. I have to wear a tutu, and it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I have no regrets. I'm sure a lot of people won't have regrets, except for one, the raunchy one. So when oh, is the, yes. when is the tutu being donned? I don't know. It's still being made, 
then we don't live in the same city, so there's going to be a bit of coordination involved. But yeah, a tutu is going to be in my future. Okay, good. Well, I'm. Thank me later. So over here, <laughs> this one comes out on uh, January the thirty first, uh, dear listener. This will be piped into your ears. Yes, it will. Um, by that time, obviously, we're recording slightly ahead of that January the thirty first when it comes out, but. At this point in time, all being well, I should be in Whitstable. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Yeah. So second time lucky, fingers and toes crossed, I'm going to be in Whitstable. I'll be doing all the writing and walking along the beach and just being, you know, oh, I love it here, etc. So, but um, this past week in the lead up to going, I have been uh, researching and plotting for my next book, which is Standalone. So I've been, been doing some researching uh by talking to people in the industry that uh it's it's going to be set in and this past week i've been plotting uh as i said so when i get to whitstable which is in the future but right now i'm hoping this week i'll be getting 25k down on that book so that's the plan but this week has been good it's been researching and plotting so i've had to switch from the christmas book that i was second second drafting um, onto this one now because I need to get it prepared. Now you were very mysterious because you said industry. Are mm. you holding on to what that industry is? I am for the moment, yeah. So it's not raunchy. It's not. Well, it's going to be raunchy, obviously, because there's always a bit of raunch in my books, but there are no ranches. Sad to say. No ranches. No horses. No. No. no I don't know because <laughs> I clearly know a lot about ranching. There is mud. There's going to be mud in this book. So that's something in common with your branch book, right? Is mud the industry? Am I trying to... No, there's not... Am I trying to force this? (laughs) No. (laughs) Is mud the industry? I'm not sure that is a... I think the last episode we were talking about writing lesbian romance to market. <laughs> I'm not sure. Although mud wrestling, that could be to market. That's what I it? was thinking. Oh, mud wrestling. Oh, gotcha. Slide into the, the raunchy. Yeah. Okay. yeah. There you go. There, there's a free. There's a free hit for anyone. I haven't actually read a lesbian romance mud wrestling book. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Enemies to lovers. Oh yes. Slip definitely. and slide. Oh, where's the mud going? <laughs> Anyway, crashy on. Um, but this week I did get, so I'm going to be walking uh, in Whitstable hopefully this week. But um, last this week, or last week as well, I did get to walk along the beach in my hometown because I went uh, back. My sister was over from Canada, so I went to visit um, my hometown, Leon C in Essex. And, you know, the weather this January has been gorgeous. So it's with blue sky, sunshine. It was cold, but it's that lovely winter crispy crispy crunchy weather so really lovely and it's beautiful to walk along beaches in that weather so yeah I've really enjoyed uh, that part of the later bit of January the other thing that's happened um, since we last spoke TB is that you remember the movie the um, or the docu docudrama that Yvonne and I were extras in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we were drafted in at the last minute and we were extras in this movie but now our part has been beefed up somewhat. We, you know, they can't reshoot it, so we still don't have a, a talking part. But our extra part has been beefed up so much that we're now going to have character names. Yes. Do we get to know your character names yet, or is that a surprise? I'm not sure yet. But one thing I can tell you is that the director told me that 
we're going to be part of a butch gang. Wow, you were, this is like, this is a whole new career for you, huh? I know. I mean, I know. who knew your little, your little stepping in would turn into a movie career wow you should write a book about this yeah so uh yeah she she said is that okay to include you in a butch gang i said yeah butch me up bitch um you know i've I've always secretly wanted to be butch so uh yeah apparently she said that she's going to send me a butch card in the post so hooray did you really say butch me up bitch (laughs) i didn't but i should have done shouldn't i oh my god i would have loved it if you did i would like frame that email make me butch go on do it yeah i think she, she was like you know is that okay i was like yeah fine i don't care so yeah so I'm, I'm 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 about to be a butch lesbian in a movie so i'm i'm pretty happy about it when do you get to do your imbd photo shoot uh it's got to be soon right yeah. this is exciting news it is exciting. exciting i knew you before yep yeah you did yeah i knew you before and now you're gonna forget all about me and, and yeah, sad day for me, but well done for you. You're going to be famous. Yes. The... And moving on from the the whole uh, or sliding, slipping and sliding uh, from being from being officially officially professionally butch, um, I bench pressed thirty kilograms this morning. Now I'm sure I used to bench press a lot more than that, but you know we're just restarting with my personal trainer, so it's a good stepping stone, isn't it? She was pleased, but you know she's just nice, so yeah, it could be shit, but I don't know, but. You know, I did some bench pressing. How much is that in um, pounds? Do you know? Because I'm like, that sounds like a lot, but I have no idea. It's like the whole, you know, what is it? You guys are on the metric and we're not. We're on our own plan. Mm, I don't know. Some some pounds? I'm going to say like 150 <laughs> just to make sure like everyone's super impressed. <laughs> probably that. Probably more. Mm. Anyway. Let's crash on to comments. What you got? Well, I have an announcement. I actually opened our emails. Isn't that exciting? That I've is been exciting. Not doing the emails forever. So last week I caught up on Twitter comments, and this week we're catching up on email comments. Up first is Nylant, and Nylant has just done another binge catch up on all the episodes to date. And as always, I have to ask myself why I got out of the weekly habit to begin with. This podcast makes me smile every single time and it makes me feel more knowledgeable and secure about my own author journey thank you so much for the time thought and effort you put into both this podcast and into your newsletters nyland had a couple episode specific comments so on episode 138 uh this is directed to you claire to the person who sent claire that amazing comment regarding spotify i would absolutely buy your books on the day i listened I particularly needed a feel-good laugh, and you delivered. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, and our next comment is on episode 140, and again to you, Claire. Claire, I'm with you on the chocolate and peppermint. I keep trying it, thinking I'll like it. Peppermint check, hot chocolate check, after eights, absolutely. Hot chocolate and peppermint together, nope. It does bad things to my palate, and then Nyla says, the more for me. So I will drink all the peppermint hot chocolate. You're, you're, very, you guys don't want. you're very welcome to it. But I'm not giving you my after eights either because I really like those as well. Mm. So, sorry. But I'm not very good at sharing, apparently. All right, up next is a comment from Simon. Simon says, firstly, absolutely love the podcast and working my way through the entire catalog. I had two questions, and you may find you went through them on a previous episode. Actually, Simon, we need to thank you very much because you gave us two 
topics for epi- upcoming episodes. So we're going to hold off on answering your questions now. But I will say I absolutely loved when you said I'm a man fan. We love all fans, but I loved how you put it. So thank you so much for listening. We will be answering your questions in the future. I don't know if we have a specific timeline. We don't. It's, it's a mystery. Uh, we, we love a good mystery because we don't know what your industry is either. You're just very mysterious today. I am, yep. All right, so up next we have Angie. Angie recently discovered our podcast and is thoroughly enjoying listening to it. Now, Angie alerted me to something on the website that I didn't know was an issue, so I have to thank Angie very much. Angie tried to leave a comment on episode 54 but couldn't, and so I dug into our website and figured out that um, our website people had a tick in a thing that said, after a month, you can't leave a comment on the website, and I don't know why they pre-ticked that box, but it is now unticked. So I apologize for everyone who's trying to leave comments. I couldn't. (laughs) <laughs> we're always saying leave comments <laughs> people are going over like can't fucking leave a comment everyone go over to the website and comment we want we want comments everyone and, and they're just open now open I felt like such a moron I didn't even know they. I didn't even know that was an option and then when I went and looked and I was like fuck because I, I heard in my voice where you're like head over to the website and leave us a comment I'm like they fucking can't Claire <laughs> <laughs> and it's my fault but anywho Angie also said, um, as a brand new lesbian fiction author, I published my first novel last month, so toot toot. Toot toot. I am both I am both intimidated and encouraged listening to you. I'll keep on learning everything I can, and meanwhile, I'm working on my second novel. Also, Angie had the chuckle, by the way, in episode 54, I said I was surprised that um, it's my version of thinking that people are actually listening to us, because otherwise it gets in my head, and then I... I obviously freeze like I just did now so I have to block out that people are listening so she got a chuckle out of that and Angie says all the best to both of you and thank you for enlightening and entertaining me with your podcast and again congratulations on publishing your first novel big deal we have one final comment from Kirstie who says love the Keele University reference Claire made to Neil Baldwin on last Monday's episode which actually is two Mondays ago now Mm -hmm. Decide to be happy, love it, be more Neil. Keep up the great work, ladies. So, your Neil comment is taking the world by storm. Not just your liquid, what is it, liquid? Liquid silk voice. Liquid liquid silk voice, but you're, be like Neil. Yeah, be more Neil. So, you you are still the reigning positivity queen of the podcast. You should put on the fucking tutu. I mean, the challenge and the bar is pretty low, TB. Not going to lie. <laughs> Are you saying I'm not very positive? No, gosh, no. Never say that. I think wearing a tutu is going to cheer you right up. So let me know. You know, what can it hurt? And if it makes people smile, it's been a rough few years. Yeah. I'm here to make people smile because this is the year of positive. Yeah. Okay, we're going to... Uh, oh, have we got any coffee, coffee updates? No. Okay, so... We're going to crash on to the subject, which is print books. Now, this topic came to me the other day when I was looking at the uh, Amazon lesbian fiction charts because I saw quite a few books um, didn't have a print book. And I was I was perplexed. Why? Because I thought, you know, most of them did. So I did a little, little, what did I do? (laughs) Digging. Digging. I did a little digging. And out of the top 20, four... Uh, of the top 20 didn't have print books 
Now, that's quite a lot. That's nearly 25% of the, of the top 20 didn't have print books. So I was perplexed. I was like, why on earth wouldn't you do a print book? So I just wanted to bring this topic to light and say, you should be doing print books. I mean, as, as like a, I think a bare minimum, if you're putting out an ebook, also put out a paperback book. I understand it's a little bit more work, but um, it's not that much more work. And just think, if you don't do them, you're not serving your audience because not everybody wants to buy digital, um, even though digital is the biggest form of income. Let me just take it back a step. Um, you might think that book sales are ebooks, mainly ebooks, but print books are still the most common way people read. Um, I did a little, I did a little research into statistics. To be impressed with me. Are you gonna are you gonna shut my brain down with numbers? No, because I, I it's a very it's a very light touch of statistics. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay, I'm still cringing. <laughs> so in the US and the UK, they're very similar. So I rounded up about 25% of the population in 2021. This was um, about 25% of the population had bought an ebook in 2021, and as opposed to about 50% of the population have bought a print book. So if you're not producing print books, you're not serving the largest book market, so why wouldn't you? Now, yes, lesbian romance, lesbian fiction categories on Kindle and elsewhere, or sapphic fiction as a whole, does skew heavily towards ebook sales because the ebook uh, vendors is where they're mainly available, that we're far less likely to be stocked in traditional bricks and mortar bookstores than virtually any other genre. But print books are still wanted, so don't ignore them. Yes, most of your sales will be in ebooks, but paperback, hardback, audio, and large print are other formats you might consider. But as I said, of those, I'd say paperback is a non-negotiable because it doesn't have to cost that much more or take that much effort. Large print and hardback are nice to have, but they're not necessary and they're not going to be huge sellers. I've done a couple of large prints editions of a couple of my most popular books. And yes, they sold a handful, but I didn't do any more. That should tell you all you need to know. Hardbacks are just coming out um, in KDP. I think they launched that uh, KDP print like last year. I don't really know anybody who's done one or if they put it on sale. Do you know anybody who's done one, TB? I, I do. The reporting I'm getting getting is they're not selling as much i personally don't like the hardcover option with amazon I, I, they don't have like a dust jacket and they're very glossy so i'm hoping i'm hoping because i know they were up, they were doing a lot of uh questionnaires with authors and i'm hoping they ask for input and authors were able to say do better right. <laughs> yeah i mean i think you know as i said uh, large print and hardback you know if you really want to go and do the go the whole hob do it. It makes your book page look really professional to have all these different um, formats up there. I'd say, uh, but I'd say, ebook, uh, paperback, must-haves. Audio is number number three in the queue. That's good if you can sort it out, but it does take a bit more effort and a bit more time, and a bit more investment, and a bit more investment. Yeah. So when should you when should you put out your paperback? So we're talking about paperback. When we say print, we're talking about paperback. So you can launch them at any time, but we always try to put our ebooks and paperbacks at, out at the same time. It wasn't always so. I used to just when I first started, I think this is a lot of people, I just put out my ebook. And then a couple of weeks later I go, Oh shit, I must put a print book out. But now I am more professional, everyone. <laughs> so I do put out the ebook and print book uh, paperback at the same time. Just so that readers have the option to buy right away. 
Now, I've been slacking the past couple releases, <laughs> so my uh, paperback has been coming out a week after. Okay. But, I mean, it's not it's not the end of the world if that happens. Have them as close together as you, as you can, I would say, is the ideal. So what Absolutely, because you kn- your readers are going to email you and say, exactly. when's the paperback yes. coming out? <laughs> they will. <laughs> they will. Believe me. And that's a nice thing to have, right? It's a nice problem to have. So what do you need? What do you need for a paperback? You need um, a print cover, which means you need a wraparound cover that will do the front and back and the spine of the book. Your your cover designer should do this for you as as an add-on to um, whatever you're paying uh, him or her for the service that you're they're providing. They should also be able to give you a PDF of the insides, or you can use a, a formatting software like Vellum to do it, or um, I'm sure that other options are available. Or just get your, as say, your designer to do it. If you're going wide, you're going to need an ISBN. In the US and UK, you have to buy these from Nielsen or what is the one in, or Bowker, I think, is in the US, isn't it? So in the UK, it's Nielsen. In the U- US, it's Bowker. In a lot of other countries, the government provides them for free. That's nice of them, isn't it? But in, in the US and UK, you have to buy them. You can also get an ISBN if you just want to do it um, within KDP print, uh, just on Amazon. You can get one for free. But if you want to take your books, print books wide, you're going to need your own ISBNs. Then you just upload it to whatever platforms you're you're selling on. Just like you do an ebook, it really isn't any more difficult than uploading an ebook. So if you can do that, you can upload a paperback. I would agree because even I can do it a week late, but I still can do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I know some of you will be there going, "What? What? Wide with print? What the fuck is she talking about?" Okay. So most people, if, if you're just thinking about, "Oh, I must get a paperback done," they would probably just do it with KDP print because you'll sell most of your books. Uh, your print books, paperbacks on Amazon. And that is true. That is true of ebooks as well. You'll sell most of your ebooks on Amazon. But you can still go wide with print. It doesn't matter if you're in KU um, because KU is ebook only. So print books and ebooks are different. They're different formats. So Amazon only requires you to be, if you're in KU, to be exclusive with them for KU. If you then want to go wide with your print, you can. Uh, so that means you can publish on KDP Print, which is Amazon's print service, and then you can sell your books via Amazon. But you can also publish on a service like IngramSpark, which will then make your books available to bookstores to um, order them direct and libraries. So then other pe- other services all around the world can buy your book, not just Amazon, not just people on Amazon. Having said that, if you want your you do want your books available f- through Amazon, so you need to uh, upload to KDP Print. If you do it to Ingram Spark as well, there's a really, really key point here. You, you're going to be uploading the same paperback files, more or less. You need a slightly different um, size cover for Ing- if you want to upload to Ingram Spark, but it's the same in size. It's the same cover, just a slightly different spine uh, width for Ingram Spark. Don't ask me why. It's really annoying, but that is that is the world we live in. Everyone, it's imperfect. Um, but if you're gonna if you're gonna do um, wide print distribution, that's what the that's what the fancy words for it is. Um, you want to upload first to Ingram Spark. Get your book in the system. Get your ISBN in the system. Because if you upload to Amazon KDP Print first, Ingram Spark will already know it's on Amazon and they won't accept your book. So they won't accept the of ISBN. Course. So what you need to do is upload to Ingram Spark first. And then as soon as it's in their system, then you can upload to Amazon. Amazon don't care. They'll take the they'll take the same ISBN, which they should. It really is just a, a bit of a fight between Amazon and the rest of the publishing industry why this happens. 
So does this mean if you've already published your paperback on Amazon, you're screwed? Pretty, Ingram? pretty much. Believe me, I've tried to resolve this this um, problem for about the last two years, and I have effectively given up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so any book I've published prior to I think 2019, um, I, I, it's not on Ingram Spark. Sometimes. Having said that, sometimes there's a loophole and, and they don't see the ISBN is on Amazon and they'll accept it. There is no rhyme or reason to this, everybody. Um, I have got two or three of my backlist on Ingram Spark. Uh, for some reason, they accepted it. But generally, they don't. Uh, and what they want, they want you to do is fill out this form and transfer your ISBN from Amazon to Ingram. But if you do that, then Amazon quite often says your book is not in stock. So I would say don't do that because you're still going to make most of your money via KDP print and not Ingram. Have you figured out why Ingram and Amazon are having this pissing match? I think it's just... Is there a reasoning behind it or is it just literally a pissing match between two mega companies? Yes, I think it's that. I think it must be okay. historical bitchiness. They just want to, they're, you know, they're slapping each other's hands and going, no, you blink first. Uh, I don't know the reasons, but that's the only reason I can think of. It's really annoying, really annoying, because I want to get all my books on Ingram Spot. I want to get them all into, you know, libraries and, and so people can order them. The, the, the basic thing is that if you're on KDP Print, um, you, you have individual readers ordering via Amazon. Amazon then gets the order, they print them on demand, and they ship them. So you don't, it doesn't, it just is an automatic thing. If you upload to Ingram Spark, it just means bookshops can order direct and they print them and automatically send them to them. So again, it's an automatic thing. In an ideal world, you should be able to do both, right? But, you know. You would think so as a, a copyright holder. Yes, you would. <laughs> you would think you would be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, I think it, it is a quirk maybe of uh, independent published uh, authors. I don't think that this applies to bigger companies. So I think maybe if enough people kick up a stink, then this would change. But how long that will take, I don't know. Maybe this time next year, it won't be a thing. But at the moment, it is a thing. The reason that I wanted to go wide with Ingram, because I used to just do it on KDP Print for the first three or four years of, of uh, doing it, because I didn't see the point of doing otherwise. It didn't feel to me that there was going to be that much call for, call for my books elsewhere until I started getting loads of requests from uh, book distrib distributors for my books. And so then I decided that I would put them on Ingram. And now actually I do earn decent money every month from Ingram. So it's worthwhile doing. It takes a while for it to build, build up. But I think as your career goes on, you'll start to get these requests more from libraries and bookshops. And then it's just easier to have them on Ingram because then you're not constantly bothered by people just wanting your books. What a bother that is, TB. I don't know what this is. It's such a pain in the ass when people are like, how can I buy your book? <laughs> I mean, you know, do you think we are authors or something? <laughs> but it does just mean, you know, having to go to the post office, and that is always just a pain, isn't it? And packaging up your books yourself and yada, yada, yada. I am tired of going to the post office, that's for sure. Yeah. So um, it's, it's all good problems to have, but it will get more pertinent and it will be more your thing to do um, as time goes on. Now, this is all done print on demand. So it's just basically as people and bookshops and libraries order your book, um, the Amazon KDP and Ingram Spark fulfill the orders one at a time. You could also, if you have a bulk order, do a print run from a local printer. That is dependent on wherever you are in the world. You could, you could um, investigate options to do that. I've never had... Um, anybody asked me to do a massive print 
an order that would entail me doing a massive print run. Um, I have had bookshops ask me to send them like just um, last year, like I, don't, I can't remember exactly how many it was, but it was like 50 books, but I had them in stock mainly. So I just ordered the rest and then sent them as a package. But you know, maybe you might, maybe you, maybe you might be going to some kind of conference and you need a hundred books or something then you could do a print run if that makes more sense to do it. But you'd have to know that you could sell them. That's the thing. Otherwise, you're stuck storing them and trying to vlog them yourself. And that's no fun. No, wasn't it Joanna Penn, like, with her first book, she ended up with, like, a lot of them and it was, like, in her garage or something? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want 2,000 books that are going damp and moldy in your garage. No, you don't want that. No. And I love the way you say garage. I know. Oh, I've missed that. I, I did it just for you because you oh. said garage and I was like, it's garage, isn't it? <laughs> so the other thing you need to work out uh, with paperbacks is your paper costs. And these are changing all the time. Um, the print companies are just putting all their uh, prices up. So you will have to change your paperback costs. Now, don't underprice your books. I see this with so many new authors um, that they, they don't want to overcharged for their print books but then you have to make a profit on them it's, it's the point of selling it's the point of marketing your books so I try to make about the same amount I do with a print book as I do an ebook sometimes I think at the beginning I wasn't making as much but now I do uh, so you can price your book whatever you want to price it at and if you have a look on Amazon a lot of people do charge like you know in the US $14.99 for a print book and in the UK 11 12.99 pounds it's not over the top. Don't undercut yourself. Um, you know, you've worked hard to get this book out there, so don't undersell yourself. You can also sell your uh, print books direct via Payhip. I haven't tried this yet, but it's on my list of things to do this year. And you can also sell signed copies direct from your site. Uh, I do that, I take payment via PayPal, and I go down to the post office and post them myself. You can sell print copies on Payhip, not just e-copies? Yes, you can now. I don't quite know how it works, but I'm assuming that they link up to a print-on-demand service, probably maybe Ingram Spark. I don't know. I'm assuming that that would be it, because I don't think that they would link up to, to KDP Print, because that, that's Amazon don't play with anybody else, as we know. <laughs> so no. maybe, I, yeah, I don't know how they fulfil. But yeah, that is... I, I knew you could do ebook and audiobook mm. with Payhip. I did not know you could do print. You can. It, but it sounds like it's a newer thing. It is, but it's been there a while. It's been there at least a year. I just haven't oh. invest I just haven't investigated it. So the final piece of the jigsaw with print books is you can also sell direct to bookshops. You can chase them yourselves and see if you want your book on the if they want your book on the shelves of their shop. And that does require cultivating relationship with with said bookshop. Now um, it's kind of a vanity project if you want to do that. I wanted my books on the shelves of Gay's the Word bookshop because it's London's only gay bookshop and it's brilliant. And I love the people in there and I do have a relationship with them and they do take on my new books. And, you know, so we, I've built up a relationship with them over the years. But you know what? You don't earn a lot of money. Bookshops uh, want to you to give them at least a 40% discount on your, on your um, cover price. And then when you factor in what the print on demand takes, I make... I make minimal, minimal money on those. They are, it's a labour of love. Um, so just be prepared. I, I don't chase uh, books into bookshops. It's nice to have them on the shelves. And I, what I also think is it's just nice getting your name out there and then maybe people will see them and then they'll go and buy um, other books uh, in ebook and in other formats. So it's good to get your name out there. If, it's, if you want to do that, it's something you could do, but don't expect to make a lot of money. The other thing I would say is for print, 
be prepared if a book takes off in ebook it can really take off in print as well so uh, if it crosses over into more mainstream market i saw this when i uh, with before you say i do in 2020 it's been my runaway bestseller um the book really took off in ebook and it really really boosted my print sales um it really did take them to the next level i went full time i'm just going to give you a percentage um of my how my print sales have gone I went full-time in 2016, and at that point, print sales were 4% of my business. Last year, they were 13% of my business. Um, and this year, I expect that to grow again. So, you know, you might say, well, 13%, that's there's another 87% more. But yeah, but uh, audio was just, just slightly less than that. So print and audio are now 25% of my business. That's quite a big chunk. So don't ignore print. It's also one other thing, it's good to show on your social media, you're holding a book in your hands. It's also nice to have it on your shelves, isn't it? Just like it here, nice. here's my book. It's nice to open the box of books and go, look at my book. Isn't that nice? So, I'm trying to get a photo of uh, my cat Grey with some of my paperbacks, but she just doesn't fucking care for my books. <laughs> <laughs> she won't get her photo with it. What a bitch. I know, I pay all her bills. <laughs> If there's no other reason you do a print book, it's just to hold it in your hands. And that's another reason, like, when you put your books in uh, Gaze the World, because you can go into the shop and you can put those photos on social media as well, which bookshops do enjoy. Yeah. Unless so, you not, if you don't, don't stick your book on a shelf and say it is there. Yeah, yeah, no, don't. Sure you actually sell the book at the bookshop. Yeah, don't do that. But yes, it's, it's, it's another thing you can um, do with uh, marketing, because... Another business, another part of the print is marketing. Yes. That's it. That's my print roundup, TB. Anything to add? I'm still confused by you saying statistics, so I was pretty quiet during this one, but you did an excellent job. Thanks. And I learned that Payhip is now doing print, which I did not know. So that's another thing for me to look into. So actually, you just gave me more work, so fuck off, Claire. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I would just, even if you start off just doing it via KDP print, I would say it's worth it. Absolutely. And don't follow my example where you're like, oh shit, I need my cover for the print because <laughs> I'm needing a cover for a print book right now. This entire time, I'm like, oh, I can't believe you dropped the ball on this one yet again. <laughs> Let this be a reminder to you if you're out there going, oh, my ebook's ready to go. I'm just about to press publish. Oh, shit, I haven't got in the print cover. Um, yeah, I don't know if you know. So, like, you know, I just gave my percentage, 13% uh, print sales, which is which is a big jump, but it took a while to grow to that. Do you know roughly your percentage? of? I don't know the percentage, but I know it has drastically increased. Well, drastically, we're talking 13%, but from what it was, it has increased over the past two years there's been a definite bump and i've also had a definite bump in audio as well right yeah so but those are making up more of my income it's not it's not all ebook anymore in the beginning days like you could just really release an ebook and that was all you had to do now automatically when i'm requesting even though i don't have my print cover for the proposal when i request the cover i always say i want the full i want like an ebook cover an audio cover and a wrap so the reason I don't have the wrap yet is because the final PDF is, I don't have the final PDF of it yet. Okay. And we should say, when, when TV says wrap, because she's in the biz that we call books, and so she knows what it is. But a wrap is, is the wraparound cover, which is the print cover. 
Thank you. Yes, I'm sorry. I forgot about that part. Yes. Uh, one, one more thing I should say is that if you have a print book on your page, it just look, makes your, uh, your page on Amazon or whatever platform you're publishing on, it makes it look a bit more professional because you've got a print book there. But also it makes your ebook look like a bargain because normally your print book will be more expensive. Always make your print book more expensive because it costs more to produce. So, um, so it will make your ebook look a bargain. So that's another reason to put it on your page. Especially if you do a paperback of like a box set, it really shows a huge discount and then BookBub likes it when you apply. Yeah, there you go. So if you haven't done print yet, it's time to make that change. I would have to agree. Can you take care of my proposal uh, wrap for me? Yeah, no, I can't, no. All right then, Uh, let us know what you think. Have you... Have you done print? Have you suffered the pain of, of dealing with Ingram Spark and Amazon all at the same time? Um, ISBNs, are you stressed by them? Don't be stressed, it's not that bad. Um, but just let us know, do comment. Uh, come on over to the website, lesbiansuwrite.com. Email us, lesbiansuwrite at gmail.com. Twitter us at leshuwrite. Facebook us and Instagram me at clairefic. And join us next time around when we will be discussing something very exciting that we haven't quite worked out yet. Yes, and do remember, you now can comment on the website, even if it's uh, an older episode. My sincere apologies, everyone who's tried to comment on the website and is like, I don't fucking understand. They tell me to come here. There's no way to do it. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You can now comment. I would say, everyone listening, go comment now. All right. Absolutely. We've missed you. Yes. Take care, everyone. Have a great week. Keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.